Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, hey, Life Uncloseted family. It is time, the first one of the new year for us to dive into another episode of Life Uncloseted. I hope you guys have had a great, great holiday season. I hope your winter's going well and that you're ready to like look at life through a different lens. And guess what? You guys that have listened to me for years know we are not going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. I don't do them. I don't prefer to do them. Not because I'm a jerk. It's just that's the way I roll. But I wanted to dive in right here at the beginning of the year and really talk about how do you get the new year kicked off and do some habits and follow your heart and be who you want to be. And of course, as always, come out of the closets of your life. And when I got contacted by my next guest and her publicist, it was clear back, oh, probably October last year. I'm like, I don't really have any openings till the new year. And then when I saw that she is kind of positioned as America's happiness coach, she's a TEDx speaker, she's got a number one bestseller, and it's actually about the six habits. I just thought, you know what? Bingo, I have my first guest for 2021. And the reason I wanted to bring her in is because I think there's so many ways to get past things if you use the right habits to help you get past them. So rather than me just rambling on here and talking about all these things that she's done, everything from bullying, getting past that to abuse and bankruptcy and burnout, which pretty much kind of sounds like my life, um, I think it's time to bring Laura Benedetto on And I'm going to shut the fuck up and she's going to take over from here. And she's going to tell you how to make your life wonderful and beautiful with all the habits she has. And I'm going to go just like eat some bonbons and listen. So welcome to the show, Laura. (laughs) That might be my favorite introduction of all time. Thank you. (laughs) You're very, very well. Oh, and by the way, folks, let's all feel sorry for she's coming in live from Hawaii. So we can throw daggers, you know, those little daggers because she lives in a beautiful place. But um, just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) so you woke up one day and said, life sucks. I'm in bankruptcy. I've been abused. I'm burnt out. I'm bullied. Why not write a book, The Six Habits, right? (laughs) Yeah, I wish it were that simple. Um, You know what? Like most good books that are actually worth their salt, um, the author had to go through a trial in order to earn the book. And I I definitely earned the book. Um, The book is me sharing the wisdom and the joy and the freedom with others because I found myself burnt out and, you know, miserable and, you know, on the receiving end of a lot of life's kicks. Right. And I just really wasn't happy. Meanwhile, all I had ever done for years was chase, you know, the happiness. Um, But it was in the pursuit of a solution to that, that I was able to finally truly change my life into something that is really off the charts happy. I finally deeply love who I am. And that's the most important thing that we all have through our lives is we have to love who we are. And when we have that kind of freedom, then we can love our lives. And then we have the courage to build the lives we love, which is what I did. I live on this fancy schmancy island because I learned 
to love me and go after the things I want out of love for me. So I got so dang happy that I had to write a book so I could share it with other people and share the formula that's been working for me, for my clients, and now for my readers. It's, it's been really amazing. So that's pretty fun. It is. And I, the thing that you said that like just resonated with me, all all of it, but the thing that really resonated was the courage to go build the life that you love and you can't do that. And this is, I'm so glad you started with this whole thing. And there's a quiz that she can help you with too. We're going to get to that in a few minutes here, but there's this thing that if you can't love yourself, you cannot love your life. I don't care what anybody else says. And it's not just Laura and I like throwing this at you. I know you probably heard this from other people, but this is like a bottom line truth here, folks. This is like one of those moments you're like, when you get that piece, everything else begins to change. I know that's what happened for me. I had to love myself. I had to love myself. And those of you who know why this podcast even exists, I had to love myself enough to come out of the closet and go, no matter what the pain is and what I've gone through and what I will go through to do this, this was what I had to do. So because you have been through that, it's so easy, right? <laughs> you just love yourself and then everything gets solved, right, Laura? I mean, let's, let's <laughs> cut to the chase here, right? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, put something on the tin, make sure it works. Right. Um, but that's yeah, not it at all. <clears throat> no, it's, it's a lot of work. And the thing is, you have to fight for yourself. You have to fight for your life. It's like the, the big thing in the 2020 election was vote like your life depends on it. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do this in our personal lives? Why don't we vote with the choices we make every minute about the food we're going to eat, the things we say to ourselves, the way we interact with others? That's us voting too. And our life does depend on it. And your dreams are dying mm-hmm. because we for the most part, we choose wrong. I chose wrong for years. I would choose treating myself like crap. I would treat others like crap because I felt like crap, right? I was ungrateful. I made myself sick because I worked too hard chasing the wrong stuff. I was aimless sometimes. And nobody wants to ever admit that they're aimless or being ungrateful or any of these unsavory character traits. But when you really get super honest and real and ugly with yourself and you can actually look in the mirror, you can be like, Oh shit. It's Mm -hmm. true. It is Mm -hmm. true. But you know what? There's beauty in that truth because the truth will set you free because you can finally have the moment that your soul has been crying and begging you to have, which is, It doesn't have to be this way if I only have the courage to choose differently and learn to do differently in my life. And that choosing to do differently in your life is something that it's so scary. It's freaking scary because we become mundane. We become habitual to your point of the six habits in how we show up. And then suddenly we're so freaking numbed out. We have no clue. Because it's just, this is the way we do life. And then even the decisions we make, we just decide, but we've made that same decision. So let's do that decision. This is the way we always make that decision. And there's suddenly no room because we've created the habit that's kind of numbing us through life. These habits had caused me to become so numb that numb was just the way it was. This is how I showed up in life. And that numbness actually became a habit in and of itself. And I know that part of what you talk about in your book and in this quiz we want to get to that you offer up too, is 
these habits are something that actually are very accessible to all of us. But if we don't realize them, that's when we keep fucking it up in our lives. So let's talk a little bit about these six habits. So everything you just described is basically autopilot and it's a habit. Like we just get on this hamster wheel of momentum for the sake of momentum. We do all the things we're supposed to do because society tells us to do these things. And the habits that I write about and that I teach about are mental habits. And lots of things that people think about when it comes to habit is things like flossing, great idea, mm, right? right. Uh, or running or eating right or whatever. But the habits that I'm referring to are the habits of the mind how we think, how we engage with life, how we safeguard our energy, how we process our desires, things like that. And most of what you described just a minute ago is the dark side of all these habits, which is most of us when, and where we tend to live until we actually have this awakening. So the awakening invites us into the light side of all of these habits and they're learnable, they're masterable, and you can do it within right around 90 days, because that's what science says, right? So you can learn all these things. So I'm gonna tell you briefly what they are. Um, and then you can pick your favorite one and we can do a deep dive in one of them if you like. Yep. Um, so the six habits, again, they're all mental habits. And the only thing I'm gonna say is just a small disclosure before I actually tell you what they are, because people hear these habits and they have the same reaction every time. Oh, I've heard these words before. The, the concepts themselves are not new. But regarding them as mental habits and then realizing that these hold the keys when regarded properly to the life we always wanted, that's the difference. So that, that in mind, here they are. Okay. I want to make sure everybody just heard this because this is an important piece. I mean, Laura just doled out something. In it. And those of us in PD world, which we call the personal development world, I think we hear this more often. Oh, I've already heard this. Oh, I've already heard this. Well, you're hearing it again because you need to hear it again. But when you get it discerned to you in a slightly different way that this is a mental habit, not a physical, not a practice habit. This is a mental habit. You're going to see what Laura is getting at here with the shift in the thought process. So I want to make sure we got that so we get them thinking in the right space before they're like, okay, I've heard this before. So let's go. <laughs> I appreciate that ultra disclaimer on top of my disclaimer. Well, you know, I'm the host, so I can be big, badass daddy bear and go, you're going to listen to it this way because this is what she's going for. So, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to shut up and let Laura do her thing now. So have your bonbons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So the first habit is the habit of kindness to ourselves from ourselves. These are the thoughts, words, and actions of love to ourselves from ourselves. Now, when we're kind to ourselves, what happens? We feel capable, courageous, confident, and worthy. When we think about kindness, almost automatically, you get lots of people that are like, oh, kindness to others, right? But this is how we engage with ourselves. You have to treat you like so well, you got to treat you better than you treat anybody else because it all begins with you. So it's funny. Kindness is often the habit that people tend to dismiss the most. They're like, oh, I can, you know, I know. Really? Is that why your life is going so well? Are you sure? <laughs> so habit number two is acceptance. This is how we feel about ourselves. And this is the unconditional love that we have for ourselves 
by ourselves. And when we accept ourselves, we feel completely authentic, totally comfortable to be 100% who we are and what we are. We can come out of our life's closets. We can really powerfully, courageously live life on our terms, not anyone else's. So when acceptance, that's a big one. Habit number three is gratitude. That's another one that's easy. Like, oh, I know. I write down 10 pieces of gratitude every night. Cool. I'm glad. Do that. Keep doing that. But I'm talking about something bigger and more profound. The kind of gratitude I'm talking about is the lens through which we look at all of life, particularly the hard stuff and the things we take for granted. This lens is the lens of appreciation, right? The lens of appreciation allows us to look at the hard stuff and appreciate it and find good in it. And when we're grateful, what happens is we look at life differently. Our problems suck less and we're able to just really kind of take on whatever happens with gusto, right? Habit number four is presence. And this is how we invest in and focus um, our attention, right? What Grass grows where you water it. Well, you have to be very careful about where you put your time and attention. So when we think about presence, you know, it can be often associated with mindfulness. Mindfulness is great and I highly recommend it, but this is different. This is just being with what is sometimes being present with a tragedy that's happening in your life. And just instead of running from the pain, feeling it, um, I had two miscarriages. Those sucked. Don't recommend, um, but a lot of women go through it. And my husband and I grieved, felt it. We were super present with it. And because of that, we recovered faster. And now I'm able to talk to other women and offer them support and love through my own experience. And now I'm fine, totally fine. So presence really does more for us than like, oh my God, the sunset's so nice. Now, now I live on Maui. I see the tourists hell bent on getting the perfect picture of the sunset instead of actually enjoying the damn thing. I see it all the time. Right. But Presence is, it's a lot more than what we, what we think it is. So the next habit, goodness, is how we invest in and safeguard our energy. When we invite goodness into our life, we are inviting positive energy into our life and we are actively repelling toxic energy from our lives. The mastering the habit of goodness is us being hyper-conscious of what is going into our lives and making sure that nothing that doesn't meet our standards gets past the gates. That's very important. You might've heard of boundaries. This is a big place where boundaries show up. Things like news, social media, the uncle that won't shut up about the presidential election at the dinner table, you know, um, boundaries, right? So goodness is very important. You must, it's, it's math. You must add to yourself. And you must be very mindful of what is subtracted from you. And that's a toxic energy. The final habit is the habit of intention. Intention is how we process our desires. This is how we go after what we want in life, how we regard the things that we dream of. And it's also where we get our energy and our gusto to just take those leaps of courage and, and really find the pathway versus, oh God, I can't do it. It's, mm, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to find out. So fear stops controlling us and stopping us, but it kind of shapes how we do things versus if, and, and our dreams start coming to life because we master intention. Now, all of these six habits, to be super clear, they are awesome on their own. 
but they're even more powerful when they're combined and they support each other. I mean, just think of what happens to yourself when you're kind to yourself. Intention so much easier. So they're all supportive of each other. Don't think of them as sequential. You don't like start with one and go to the next. It literally, they're all supportive. They're a nice interconnected web and they can be mastered by anyone at any point in any life at any time. And it's science says it takes around 66 to 90 days to master any habit. What I love about this, Laura, is I'd already kind of looked into this before I <clears throat> had Laura on the show. And part of the reason I wanted to do this was because I feel like many of you right now are probably in the throes of, I'm committing to doing this this year, or I've made this resolution. And actually, but, you know, at this stage, some of you have already like thrown those out, the, they're out, they're gone already. But the interesting thing about these habits and when I first looked at it, I'm like, wow, this is really parallel to somebody coming out of their closet because the whole closet experience, you got to be kind to yourself and love yourself and accept where you are, give gratitude for who you are, be totally present with who you are and really dive into the goodness of being this person and do it with intention. And that was the thing that I walked away with just from, if I only put this in the lens of the coming out sexuality journey. But the interesting thing is, is I can take Laura's process of habits here and I can say, as an entrepreneur who wants to go out and make their mark on the world, you need to be kind to yourself. You need to accept that this is what you're called to do. And this is where you're planning to go and give gratitude that you have the wherewithal to see something bigger and take this approach to life and be fully present in all the experiences that are going to come together with being an entrepreneur and knowing that there's goodness in everything that you're going to experience and lean in to these intentions, lean into your dreams, lean into all these things. And the reason I wanted to like share those things is just so you can see how quickly, not easily, but how quickly you can take Laura's framework and apply it to anything in your life. Did I do good? Did I kind of master that? Yeah. Wow. You want a job? Damn. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. These and they habits, aren't sequential. That's the thing. That's what I love. No, you don't not. have to have one in front of the other, in front of the other. You know, you can be doing a couple of them simultaneously or you can take them one at a time. Absolutely. You know, first of all, I agree with you. Like New Year's resolutions are so arbitrary and random and they don't stick. What really matters is a promise that you make to yourself from a place of love or mm -hmm. from a place of, I can't take this shit no more. Yep. Um, it could be you're tired of looking in the mirror and hating who you see. Maybe you're tired of pretending that you're straight when you're not. Maybe you're tired of not being an entrepreneur. Maybe you're tired of not living on the island of your dreams. Like for me, all of my transformation came from a place of fuck this. I'm done. Right. It didn't come from a, oh my God, I love myself. I'm ready. Yeah. Right. No, it came from a place of rage and you know, rage is such a powerful emotion. And I think so many times we make the totally bad mistake of passing a value judgment on our feelings. Like anger is bad. Rage is bad. Sa sadness is bad. Therefore we should avoid them. Actually, they're really useful. And that's mm -hmm. why we have all the feelings, not just the good ones. Right. Like if you look at, if you look for a bunch of emojis, you'll notice um, that there are a greater spectrum of sad medium, negative, hateful emotions than there are positive ones. There's only just so many ways that you can say I'm happy, 
right? right? But there's a lot, a lot of spectrums and they're useful, right? So wherever you're going to pull this motivation from, it doesn't matter that it's January 1st or January 22nd. It doesn't matter. It matters that you need to finally be either A, happy enough to run toward the pleasure or B, pissed off enough to run away from the pain. That's it, baby. That is it. And here's the thing. I said to you, these habits are simple in name. They are. And that's what makes them so damn accessible. They are accessible to every human that is breathing right now. Like if my stubborn ass can master these things, you can too. And that's the thing that's wonderful about these. Like I remember when I was doing um, my speech for Ted, it was um, it was really awesome to be able to like write about this and really try to distill this down to the most concise points to really get it. And that one of my closing lines in my TED talk was actually saying to people the truth. You know, we are all invited to master these habits, no matter where we are in life now. And that's the God's honest truth. I'm stubborn. My husband's even worse. And he's been on the journey. And, you know, it's been amazing to see just the transformation because he's, he's able to be the man he's always wanted to be. I get to be the woman I always wanted to be. I'm a better leader. I'm a better entrepreneur. I'm richer. I'm funner. Like I'm a better daughter. I'm like, I'm not this giant bundle of nerves anymore. And I finally get to show up the way I've always admired other people for showing up as. And now it's like, oh, that's me. I get to be the one I admire. Ain't that fun. (laughs) <laughs> but you brought up something that's so interesting, like whether it's I get to be who I want to be and ain't that fun or I'm angry. If all of this is done with intention, and this is the thing where I think we get most off course, is we don't do any of our feelings or a lot of times we don't do our feelings with intention. I can take anger and make it really work for me. When I'm pissed off, I can get shit done. I can get more, I get more done on my to-do list when I'm pissed off than like, well, God, I wonder, God, will I ever get all this done? Well, when I'm suddenly backed against the wall, because I'm like, okay, I carved out this time and I can make this happen. The thing is, is if I realize I make a habit of doing stuff with intention, even when the worst crap hits the fan, I can still get stuff done because intention is a driver, just like goodness is a driver, just like kindness, acceptance, any of these things are a driver. And too often, I think we try to compartmentalize these things like, okay, well, here's how we do this. Here's how we do this. Here's how we do this. When if we allow all of them to cycle together and go, well, do I need to lean a little more into gratitude right now? Or do I need to be a little more intentional? Things will start to happen because if we've mastered these habits, we can make stuff work and we can make it work really, really well. And I know you have a quiz. I want to make sure we talk about this quiz before we dive in. Cool. Well, first of all, the quiz is free. Um, you can go to lauradibenedetto.com if you're brave enough to spell it, or you can go to the sixhabits.com. Either way, this word six is spelled out, the sixhabits.com. And you can take the quiz and you can find out happy, how happy you really are. Um, the thing is, we all operate under the assumption, oh, I'm happy. Mm, yeah, you sleep like shit, my friend. Or you binge eat in the, in the middle of the night or you toss and turn or your back hurts all the time. It could be that your body is trying to tell you something and you're not listening. It could be that your dreams have been sitting on the shelf and collecting eight inches of dust. Really? Are you as happy as you think you are? Take the quiz and find out it's free. Um, I, isn't I think that like the biggest, <laughs> isn't that what? like the biggest bullshit thing we do? I'm so happy. Really? I don't know that any of us, if we give ourselves full permission to stand back, 
and ask the question, really, mm-hmm. would we even answer it truthfully until we finally start to realize what happiness is? And only we can define that. I mean, there's, yes, okay, there's stuff that can happen like living on Maui and stuff like that, but that's part of the equation. The thing that I know, and I think you do this too, Laura, in your work with people, is I invite, demand, break legs to get people to get clear. If you're not clear what happiness looks like for you, anything will get you there. So here's a thought for you that's going to really add some nice context and layers to what you just said. Um, Lots of us chase happiness. We'll move to Maui thinking it will make us happy. I want to be clear. I got happy and that's why I moved here. Maui will not make you happy. Happy is who you are. It is not where you are. And the thing about chasing happiness and getting the new car or having sex or falling in love or becoming a parent or starting a business or getting a first sale or anything that feels awesome in the moment, much like everything else in life, it's temporary. And at some point the high wears off. I am no longer in the business of chasing highs. And I would like to help every other human to stop being in the business of chasing highs because that's all most of us do. And that's all I did for years. When we actually master these habits, right? That's when we get permanent levels of happiness where we become unfuckwithable. When we go through a hard moment, we bounce back really fast. Sad moments will still be sad, but they won't be as bad and they won't be as long, right? Huh? Anger wears off faster. Sometimes you just don't even get mad anymore and because you don't like half the reason why you felt mad in the first place is because you felt powerless. But when you actually master these habits, you're so damn good with who you are and your center of your happiness coming from within. You don't even get mad because you're like, okay, and hit me with your best shot, bro. Cause right. that was not it. Like mm-hmm. you become unfuckwithable. And like, I want to be clear. My book is G rated, even though I'm not. Um, this is, This is like life-changing stuff. And the thing that I really, really want people to walk away from the book with and with conversations with me with is just this knowledge. This is not like sermon on the mount, like crazy stuff you can't master. This isn't like you have to drink a, you know, eight ounces of celery juice and yoga and meditation every morning kind of stuff. Although those are nice. If you want to do it, good for you. Like it's not move to the island of your dream stuff. No, it's literally change your damn thought patterns. Because when you do these thought patterns determine how you react to losing your job. They determine how you react to the coronavirus. They determine how you react to losing your home. They determine how you react to an opportunity that you might not normally have the courage to act on. But when you actually have this crazy love for yourself and this love for life and this happiness within you, you'll actually take action. You'll follow up on shit. You'll actually go for it. You know, what you'll stand up for yourself when someone's crapping on you. You know, when you have this solid constitution, you become the fullest, the youiest you that has ever been, you know, the you that you wanted to be as a kid, right? The, the one that the, your 10 year old inside of you is like, yeah, that's the one, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's so powerful because regardless of how you look at this, if you give yourself bottom line, a, the permission to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go create real happiness. It's not just about creating the happiness. 
It's about finding the happiness within and then saying, I'm good with me being here. I can't tell you how many of my clients, it's like, okay, coming out of the closet, that's going to solve everything. It's going to, it's going to help. Yes. But if, but if you bring some of the other garbage with you, you're still not going to be happy. You're not going to be able to find this pathway to where you're trying to get. And I, you know, I don't believe we ever truly arrive, but I also don't believe you always are like miss just missing it. I'm always just missing it because part of that is again, another habit you've created. I'm always going to just miss it. Well, yeah, if that's the habit you've told yourself, you're always going to just miss it. And then boom, there you sit. And I think the beauty of this process you put in place. And again, folks, it's not linear or anything like that. It's just being very open and aware to yes, every one of these words, kindness, acceptance, gratitude, presence, goodness, intention. We've all heard them. But when you take them into the mental gymnastics gym of your mind and you start to play with them, and I highly recommend everybody get Laura's book, and you start to play with them in your way for you. This is the key. There's so many people who have come to me and worked with me on coming out of the closet. Well, how did you do this? That ain't the business I'm in, bitches. <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out. I'm going to give you some insights, but you know what? What I did, what Laura did, yes, we share our insights and stuff in our books, but at the end of the day, how I go play in gratitude, how I play in kindness, how I accept myself, how I you know, look at goodness and intention and, and stay present is completely different than the way my husband does. Now, there may be some similarities, but the thing is, is each of us gets to choose to do this our way. And at the you know core, what I'm hearing Laura share and having looked at her book and read through pieces and parts of it in preparation for this, I love that no matter where you are and no matter who you are, you can do this. But you got to give yourself permission to do it. That's a big piece of the equation. And you got to revel, you got to revel in it too. Absolutely. And not expect perfection from yourself because you will not be perfect right well, away. You know, I'm perfect, but you know, you can have that attitude if you want, but right. I, well, the rest of us right. mere mortals <laughs> yes. need a little bit of help. So, you know, the thing about, um, all of this, you know, personal development world and the self-help fuckery and all of it, it has a tendency to make you feel like you're not going to be able to do it unless you do all this ritualistic stuff. I'm lazy. I don't feel like it. So I, I desperately needed to find the reason why those things never worked, why the programs never worked, why the Tony Robbins summits as fun as they are never worked for me. I love Tony Robbins. I know I love Gabby Bernstein and Jen Sincero. I love all those things. Why was I not able to take their wisdom and actually do something with it. It's because of the way I thought about life. It's the way I thought about myself. It's the way I thought about everything. And, you know, like I'm on a lot of podcasts to do with business and entrepreneurship and, you know, emotions and whatever. And the thing is you can't, I mean, I was on a podcast recently. We were talking to um, contractors mm. The thing is the six habits are universally applicable because I can't think of a single moment in time where you are never going to need to be your own cheerleader and pump yep. yourself up. And the thing is, to your point, you even said like, you know, yeah, they're, they're all they're the same tools and how you use them is different. I mean, just to use the you know contractor metaphor, yep. yep, the tools are the same, but how you swing that hammer is up to you. 
-hmm. It doesn't matter. And here's the other fun part. There are six habits, not five, not three, not two, right? There's six of them, which means that odds are you're actually going to be pretty good at some of them already. Yep. So you're going to be on a spectrum of capability where you might discover, oh my God, ugh, I really suck at one of these, but you might be a rock star with others. And that's great. Yep. So there's no way. I mean, you're like at a zero at all of them. Now you'd mm -hmm. be dead. No. Right. So and I think it's so interesting because if we, let's just kind of like put this in a lens that I know everybody can relate to if they haven't, we're going to try one more time to put this in a lens you can relate to before we wrap it up here. But let's just think about, okay, we're at the beginning of the new year. We've all, most of us have just been through the holidays. Okay. So think about if you approach the holiday season with these six habits in play, what's the kindness you would give to yourself? What would be the acceptance of how you want to go through the holidays or how you want to be in the holidays? What's the gratitude that you can bring in a different light? You know, how can you look at it through a different lens and really appraise, appreciate the way you get to be in the holidays? How do you want to be present with the holidays? What's the goodness that can come from this? What's the intention? I'm just going to drop that in here. And I hope that, you know, 10, 11 and a half months from now, when this madness of the holidays starts again, that maybe you would take these habits and go, man, because of the habits I have, I'm going to approach the holidays this way this year. It's that simple. Yeah, it's work. I mean, again, we're not blowing smoke up your ass today on this. There's work that has to be done. But when you lean into it from your perspective, and again, I think what Laura's brought here for us to start the year out is absolutely beautiful, amazing stuff. But just like, Tony Robbins and Gabby Bernstein and Jen Cisnero and, you know, Oprah and all, I can lean into all those people, but I got to find my way through it for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're both inviting you to do with what Laura's done is here's the wisdom. Here's some insight. Here's some tools. Now go do this, but do it the way that works the best for you, but it's up to you. It's mm -hmm. totally up to you. It's so interesting and I'm going to just, just kind of squeeze this in really quickly that both Laura and I have six steps in our process. <clears throat> but as I listened to her six steps and read them and I compared to mine, which are confusion, curiosity, courage, commitment, confidence, and consistency, it's the same thing. I can, I can drive people through this, but you have to commit to getting yourself out of the confusion. You have to get curious you need to have the courage. You need to commit to doing this. You have to trust that you can build the confidence. You have to consistently show up. But none of that can be done in a vacuum. None of that can be done like, poof, yes, I'm gay, but my gay wand does not just, you're done. I wish. If I had a magic gay wand, trust me, there would be so much different stuff going on here. But it <laughs> isn't. It's because you have to commit and you have to put the work in. I remember the day I quit smoking. To this day, I still remember that day. And when I think about all the books I read and all the ways to do this and all the fucking Nicorette gum I chewed and all this crap, none of it worked. But the one thing that worked was when I daily said, I'm going to make it through the next hour, the next minute, the next half day, the next day. I did that and I can almost guarantee you it was probably exactly 60 days. It was in that realm. And I remember the day that everything changed 
because I said, this is what I'm going to do. And it's the same thing here. So again, we're going to tell you it's the six habits.com. That's where they can go to do the happiness quiz. Is that correct? It is. Awesome. You can get the book anywhere. You can find it on Amazon and all those places. We're going to have all of that online for you. But I want to ask one last question of Laura before we wrap it up here. What do you feel like the thing you've gained most from living these six habits for yourself? Gained the most, I would say personal liberty. Hmm. It's been a very hard road to accept myself and really lean into the things that are authentic to who I am um, and what I want and what really is in a full expression of me. I am not gay, um, but I still had lots of things that I was hiding from too. And to be able to finally declare, this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. And this is what I want. And by God, I will have it. Um, that changed everything. I made more money. I bargained harder for myself. I, I like, I got, better relationships. I really got some great boundaries. Like I, I started going after stuff, but the main benefit of all of it was personal liberty. I have never mm. felt more truly free in my life than I do now. That's awesome. Totally awesome. All right. We're going to let Laura get back to her lovely sunny beach, Hawaii sunset that she doesn't have to pay for by flying and all this sort of stuff because you know, we're not as privileged. We can't create this for ourselves. I'm just being really super sarcastic. I hope you guys all know that. But, <laughs> but anyway, Laura, I'm so glad you came on the show. I'm so glad the book's out there in the world. I love what you're doing. And um, thank you for sharing so openly with my listeners about yet another way that they can help themselves come out of their closet. So thanks for being here. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change your life. In fact, if you really want to change your life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted. <laughs>